0: G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian Disciple and Jesus in the four Gospels. In the New Testament of the Bible, we have four accounts of the life of Jesus Christ, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. These are called Gospels. But what is a Gospel? How are the four accounts different or similar? and what were and are the main points each writer sought to to communicate. And firstly, what the Gospels are. Firstly, they are called Gospels because they gave substance to the Gospel, or the Good News, as described by Paul in Romans 1 verse 16, which is this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him starting with Jews, and then right on to everyone else. And we know Jesus Christ during his time on earth wrote nothing, yet the stories about him were preserved and passed on by Christian teachers and evangelists. For the first 30 years or so, these stories were possibly collated and stored together. That would explain the similarity in the four accounts of Jesus' life. They are not an exhaustive biographical detail of all that Jesus did. Similarly, they are also not diaries reflecting a daily account of Jesus's life. Rather, they are selective accounts of his life and were probably factual illustrations used by his disciples when preaching about him. Therefore, they would also represent the theology of the disciples as each story about Jesus is told. That is why they are trustworthy accounts, as well as rooting Jesus' life in first century Judaism and the Greco-Roman world. The first three of our Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, are what are called the Synoptic Gospels. This is based on their great similarity and possible use of a common source. Mark is probably the first Gospel, as it is shorter in length than Matthew or Luke, and it would appear that Matthew and Luke used Mark as a guide and elaborated where required. Mark wrote none of the great discourses of Matthew, such as the Sermon on the Mount, nor does Mark show the great parables that Luke records, such as the Great Good Samaritan. Surely if Mark had used either the accounts of Matthew or Luke, he would have used these two examples. Matthew is closer in similarity to Mark than Luke. Luke does share large portions of Mark, and quite often verbatim, and with a greater use of the Greek language. John, on the other hand, while still telling about Jesus's ministry, has a vastly different story content. Whereas in the synoptic gospels, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God frequently. In the gospel of John, Jesus talks about himself much more often, as in the seven I am statements, For this reason, John was probably written later than the Synoptic Gospels. And these four Gospels are what we would call four different portraits of Jesus. And we'll do these in the order of which they were probably written, starting with Mark, then we'll go to Luke, Matthew, and finally John. Mark presents Jesus as a suffering servant of the Lord coming in fulfilment of the Old Testament Jesus offers his credentials gathers his disciples offers the kingdom of God and its message Jesus' teaching is seen in short parables which hide the truth from those hardened against him yet prepares and instructs those responsive to him overall Jesus calls those who follow him to serve others and to deny themselves by taking up their own cross, just as he did. Early tradition states that Mark's gospel had a connection with the apostle Peter, and was therefore written to preserve some of Peter's memories before his death. And two of the key verses for Mark are Mark 8 verse 34. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And Mark 10 verse 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then we'll go for Luke. Luke presents Jesus as the God-man, as a saviour for the entire world, writing primarily to Gentiles. He does this from a broad vantage point that is compatible with the fact that he is a Greek. Luke traces the incarnation, Christ's introduction, ministry, rejection, subsequent teaching in view of his rejection, the cross, resurrection and ascension. Even though a Gentile, Luke emphasizes the kingdom program with Israel's place in the kingdom. This gospel is not complete in itself, but is rather the first of two parts, with the book of Acts being the second section. Both of these are addressed to Theophilus, Luke 1 verse 1 to 4, and Acts 1 verse 1. And the author is probably Luke, as identified by Paul as a doctor, and was one of Paul's traveling companions, 4, verse 14, Philemon 24, and 2 Timothy 4, verse 11. And the style and language use is that of a native Greek speaker. And key verses for Luke, Luke 1, verses 3 to 4. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. And Luke 19, verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And then we have the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew wrote primarily to Jews who knew the Old Testament. He probably wrote to present Jesus as the Messiah to Israel. And some people would say he wrote to produce or to present Jesus as a second Moses, even though he never actually used that phrase. He also records Israel's attitude towards Jesus as Messiah. Throughout this Gospel, Matthew gives us the genealogy, presentation and the authentication of Jesus as the Christ Messiah. Matthew then shows the nation of Israel's opposition to and rejection of Jesus as the Christ, followed by Jesus' rejection of Israel due to her unbelief. He then records the death and resurrection of Jesus. He concludes with Jesus commissioning the disciples. Throughout this gospel is a well-ordered and balanced account. And two key verses for Matthew are Matthew 16 verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Matthew 28 verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And lastly, the Gospel of John. Two key verses here are John 1 verse 9 and 12. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And John 20 verse 31. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John presents the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ so that mankind would believe in him as the Son of God, Messiah, Saviour of the world. His selective argument portrays Christ as the God-man. John records miracles and messages that affirm the deity and humanity of Christ. John builds his record around the public ministry of Jesus, the private ministry, the cross, and the resurrection. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them, and then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together. Read Matthew 16, verse 16, and Matthew 28, verse 18. If Jesus is still alive and has authority, how is that a help to me, as I live a life worthy of His name? Question 2. Read Mark 8, 34, and Mark 10, verse 45. How strongly am I encouraged to carry my own cross, knowing that Jesus carried His cross? And then question three, read Luke 1 verse 34 and Luke 19 verse 10. If Jesus gave up everything to seek me, what more can I give in order to help spread the good news of him? And then question four, read John 1 verse 9 to 12 and John 20 verse 31. As a Christian disciple and therefore a child of God, How is Jesus working and changing me? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partakes at googlemail.com. Thank you.